Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, hey, Life Uncloseted. It's time once again for Life Uncloseted. It is pride season. I'm so excited to be in pride season once again, and I'm even more excited to have a conversation that as we celebrate pride this year, I want us to remember there are those who've gone before us. And I don't want this to be a downer, but this is kind of why pride season got started. And sometimes the elders, and I'm raising my hand, so respect me, bitches. I'm an elder in the community. We get disrespected because, oh, you're too old. Your ass is flabby. You don't have the guts that the abs, where did they go? We're digging for them to try to find them. Guess what? Those of us who are aging in our LGBTQ community, we are worth knowing. And as you go through Pride this year, whatever that looks like, who knows, Pride's going to be such an interesting event this year. I want you to remember that the elders are as important as all you young ones that are coming out of the closets. And I can't think of a better person to have this conversation with than a good friend of mine who's been on the podcast before. His name is Buck Angel. He has done so many beautiful things, everything from bearing his beautiful body in porno to advocating and kicking ass out there in the world to say, we do matter, to now fighting a whole new set of fights to say, I'm a tranpaw. So welcome to the podcast, man. High five. So excited to have <laughs> you here once again, Buck. Um, and I love tranpaw. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> In fact, I saw something on Outfront Magazine where the article was Buck Angel, Trampa, undressed and controversial. I'm like, That's old news. He's always undressed. He's always controversial. So, <laughs> why know? am I so controversial? I don't yeah. understand. Right. I don't know why. It's like he has an opinion. So get over it, bitches. I know. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Like, nobody in the gay community has opinions. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hello. That's Please. like saying nobody, you know. <laughs> so we start the list of everything that we do <laughs> in the LGBTQ community. So, Hilarious. but I love this, that you're like, you're like, yeah, you're taking a stand because yeah. I don't think a lot of people, gay, lesbian, bi, trans, gender non-conforming, they don't realize you're going to get old That's people. Right. You're going to get older. And then suddenly you're not good enough. You're not supposed to be here. That's right. And it's bullshit. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Where does it come from? I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to say I was guilty of some of that when I was a younger gay and trans guy. But that being said, I think um, we're not taught in our community. I wasn't taught to respect my elders. I wasn't taught to look at where I came from. I wasn't, you know, wasn't talked about a lot. We don't talk about where we come from. We don't mm -hmm. talk about the work that all those people did way before we were even around. And, and me too, trans men, trans women did a ton before me. Uh, so I think from my own perspective is that we, I wasn't taught to say like, I, I need to understand where I come from. And that is such an important part of our community. Hmm. I agree. I mean, that just what you just said, 
is like, okay, we've said enough that the podcast is yes, over. <laughs> but to really ask the question, where did I come from? Right. You know, that's right. We that's now right. I know most of us can relate that we've come from a space of you're not good enough, you shouldn't be that, that's right. all that sort of stuff. But we tend to forget that we also come from the space of mm, no, you're not pretty enough, and mm, no, you don't have the abs, and all this sort of stuff, you know. And I know for you as a individual in the trans community, when you quote made that transition to suddenly this buffed out daddy doing porn, I know there had to be like, mm, no. You, oh my God. Are you kidding me? I got nailed by the gay men. They were like, uh, not only a gay man, trans men. So yes. gay men were coming at me saying, you're a lady, get out of here. You have a vagina. You can't be a man. Blah, 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 blah. I just heard it. And that's like, whatever. That actually helped me become the guy I am today. It helped me really build a, and grow a thick skin. On top of that, the trans guys were like, you're disgusting. How dare you represent us? It's always about this representing thing. Like if one gay person does something, it's a representation of the gays. If one trans guy were a representation. And I am not, a, I've never been a representation of anybody but myself. And that, that really needs to be said here. That that being said, yeah, I, I fought I, 20 years ago. I started in my porn career. And can you imagine that was like pre sort of it was right at the beginning of the Internet kind of really pushing and taking off in pornography and gay and all of that. And it was very difficult for me to sort of find my space in gay male porn. But I did. I did. Mm -hmm. Gay men came. Finally, they came. They came. Finally, they came all over me. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Isn't that the point? <laughs> but they actually did eventually become my fan base and eventually right. did sort of rise me up. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for gay men. But I think that's the point of if we didn't raise each other up, mm -hmm. none right. of us would be here. That's right. We could still be hiding in cellars and hidden right. bars and all that stuff if we didn't pay homage to those who came before us and I, and and buck and i are not here to like beat up all the young generation no. trust us but we want no. you to realize how important especially you know as we're talking through all this that man without them where would we be well, it's weird. I, again, I'm going to go back to that. So so I don't expect anybody to like me. I do not. But the only thing I expect is respect. Yes. And whatever that means, I don't care. But when when kids, when I say kids, youngsters, young trans people attack me because I'm old or my ways of being are different or my thought process is different and it doesn't go along with the younger generation. And the things they say to me, I mean, I'm just blown away. That's what I don't, that's what I will not stand for because right. it doesn't matter that you don't like me. It doesn't matter. None of that matters to me. Do your thing. I'm not, you know, but what matters to me is the way that, that we are spoken to and the way mm -hmm. we are spoken about. And that says to me an entitlement yes. that, that, that they have, that they do not, a privilege. I didn't have the privilege to transition. I had to dig and dig. I was the first in this city to deal with both of my doctors and I was, they called me a guinea pig. Mm -hmm. So I think I've earned some stripes <laughs> for a lack of a better word. But, but that's, you know that's, I mean? but that's the interesting thing. And then when I look at, you know, older individuals in the community, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I know what I'm about to say is going to piss some people off, but I don't really care. Mm -hmm. That's right. If we don't realize the stripes that we've worn 
even in our older selves and respect that we're doing ourselves some damage. And there's so many, and I'm going to go to the gay man's world because that's where I tend to like have the most interactions in so many ways, gay men get to their forties, their mid forties, their fifties, and they're, they're freaking miserable. Oh, I'm not worth anything. I'm like, you know what? Wake up, buddy. You, you've gotten this far. That's right. Especially if you're 45, 50, 55, 60, yes. not that Buck and I are anywhere, neither one <laughs> close to those ages whatsoever. <laughs> um, but if you don't respect how far you've come, if you came out in oh, the 80s, the right. 90s, I came out in 1999, you need to respect you. That's right. Now, all those that aren't in that arena that are like listening to us talk about this, we're not saying, damn it, you have to respect us but we earn the respect. That's, That's what we're right. saying. That's all we're I, saying. Right. That's it. And not that we've hung the moons in so many ways, but in ways yeah. you have, you have been one of the most, most prominent advocates in the trans world mm -hmm. and LGBTQ world mm -hmm. for saying, be yourself, represent right. you. I love what you said. Never. You've never been a representation of anything other than representing yourself. That's right. And if we own that, then I think that's when we thrive. And so many young yes. people, I think, yes, Papa's getting on his stump right now. You need to own that piece. That's right. Represent you. That's right. And also, we, we must never forget AIDS. Yes. I come from that space. And I was a female at that space. And I lost, it's, it will make me cry. It always does. But I lost all my gay male friends. Yep. And, you know, it it hurts. It hurts me today, 30 plus years later to see how youngsters just treat us elder people who went through the AIDS crisis and survived. And that's the one thing that people out there who are 40 plus need to they just be like, don't have that fucking survivor guilt. Right. Don't have that. You made it because you're supposed to. Right. And you're made it so that you can continue the story so that this shit doesn't continue to happen to our community. But I think that the youngsters don't know the turmoil. They, they're only so. So I think what's happening today is I, I feel like because of social media and because of everything has become so much me, me, me. It's all about me, all my selfies, my Instagram, my TikTok. It's all about me and putting me out there. And so I think that has given these kids, these youngsters, this idea that it is about them <laughs> and it isn't about a whole community. And, and so I think because of that, they're, they're being misguided on some level and they're not understanding really the bigger picture. I'm so glad you said that because I had a conversation not long ago. So Buck knows, and many of you who listen to my podcast know I, I, I coach speakers as well as helping people come out of the closet, but I, no, I don't coach like physical speakers. Like the ones <laughs> that go boom, boom, boom. I coach speakers who speak on stages and stuff. And I was having a very interesting conversation with a social media speaker in my group. And we got into this conversation about entitlement and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And she said, one of the most interesting conversations she's ever had is with a young person who has become like, an Instagram celebrity, you know, mm -hmm. they, they're totally blown up. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and she had the opportunity to speak to her uh, content marketing world. And she goes, do you ever feel like people look at what you're doing and say, it's just about you saying me, me, me. Mm -hmm. Now this is a 20 something young, 20 something, 21, 22 year old girl. 
And she goes, no, because as I started to realize the ride I was starting to get on and where I was going, that if I let it be about me, 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 without asking the question of myself of who am I, I would crash and burn. Wow. And I thought, okay, that's a very interesting story. And she didn't want to tell me who this girl was. She's like, I want to keep this, you know, because, you know, that's a very intimate conversation we had about that. But she goes, that's why she continues to thrive because she stays very grounded in it. And I feel like if we can ground ourselves in certain spaces, and even those of you are in the forties plus on up that are going, yeah, I get this, but you know, I I don't know. I, I, woe is me, all this stuff. Bullshit. Yeah. Figure out who you are. Well, people have a hard time. First off, we know this. People have a hard time being honest with themselves. And that's like a real thing. And if you're not honest with yourself, you're never, ever going to get to that space. I mean, I needed to be honest with myself around the fact that I could not live as a woman anymore. It was not going to be that way. And it was a hard space to be in 26 years ago. There was no internet. There was no way for me to find, but I had to be honest with myself or I was going to die. And so I really learned that honesty will get you everything you need and that was the beginning of me learning how to live authentically truthfully and without any <laughs> fear of what other people think about me and it's been the most liberating space to be in and as i get older i don't have that fear of my body i don't have the same body i had 20 years ago i still oh, well out. if you don't have that body i'm done <laughs> i'm totally you're out of the club out. <laughs> you're, out. you're done See ya. <laughs> you know how much i hate that i hate the whole body shit yep. in our community and so i still have i have major body issues because of it because i was a naked you know as a porn star i had to be naked and i had to look a certain way and so so as an L, as an older guy now, and still I do pornography. I really have to make my body sort of try to stay as it as best it can, and that's you know a whole other level of frustration and fear and all the things that you know you try not to get into. But it is interesting because I've had a couple other people who have been in the porn industry on this mm-hmm. podcast or on both my podcasts, and it's always interesting to have those conversations because. Even though some people say it's just a job. Okay, it is just a job, right? Yeah, yeah. But but you don't realize how much being in that space starts to really like infringe on, you know, who you are and how you see oh, yourself. Yeah. And and because it is so body image specific. Right. Um, I don't know if you know Colton Ford at all, but yeah, I know Colton. Another, yeah. yeah. So he and yeah. I had a very similar conversation around this. And yeah. and the interesting thing is we become hypercritical. That's right. You know, so, you know, I'm a big guy. I mean, yeah. I'm talking stature, folks. We're not going down below the legs here. But, um, <laughs> well, we could. We can talk about that, too. But um, I'm I'm six foot four. Um, mm. Typically have, you know, as an adult, I've always hovered between 250 to 260. So big, stocky guy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, that bitch COVID and I'm like, okay, now I'm over 300, you know, so. <laughs> But uh, it's so interesting because I've seen some pictures of myself when I was cycling and this sort of stuff in the past. And I realize when I look at like, there's a couple of pictures of me doing cycle rides and stuff. I'm like, wow, I'm, I don't like what I am right now, but then I have to quickly get in the right mindset of That's right. you're still who you are. You still got a sense of humor. You still got all this other stuff. Not that I'm ignoring that, you know, I want to lose the weight again, but man, this body image stuff and so much that happens. And, you know, part of, part of what we're talking about today is pride stuff. 
I love pride. I love everything that happens. And, you know, I haven't been to a pride in a while, but I also feel like sometimes, man, that just drives this whole body image thing. Right. Well, it totally does to the hilt. A hundred percent. We're all out there. Woo. in our speedos yeah. and our hard bodies. And, you know, and then that turns off the older people who have, or maybe grown a little gut or that, you know, want to go right. out there because you don't feel a part of. So, you know, we have ageism in our community. We have sexism in our community. We have body <laughs> crap in our community. We have so many layers <laughs> of things that don't make us free. We are not free. We've in, we've trapped our own selves. I look at I'm working our community daily and daily. We talk shit to each other. We punch each other in the face. We, we, yeah. we become other little groups with just within the trans community. There must be 25 million different little facets of the, yeah. of the trans, which causes huge problems. So. I think really the bottom line is we don't love each other and we don't help each other. And we're so narcissistic at this point and we're so self-involved. What am I, the, the, the thing that I, I hear people all the time, what am I going to get out of it? Do you know right. that people say to me, I say, well, come on, man, go do some stuff and then we'll have a conversation. And they're like, I'm not going to do that. That's <laughs> you're going to die when I tell you this <laughs> emotional labor. I go, What? I, um, I go, well, then huh, I've done a billion dollars worth of emotional labor. <laughs> Where okay, can I cash a, in? <laughs> that's a total new. Wow. Wow. I, you know what? It just blew my mind when I told because some of these y- young kids are telling me I'm not doing the education. I go, the only way we're going to make change in this world is to educate the people who don't like us. And they go, that's emotional labor. They need oh to figure God. it out for themselves. I go, they're not going to figure it out for themselves. And that means they're not going to like us. So, okay, I'll do the emotional labor because I do it every day. But like you, you know, then don't kick me in my balls every day. Let me do the emotional labor. Well, it'd be kind of hard for me to kick you in your balls. You don't have any. So let's just get real. Like quote, those are my quote balls. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you a pair of boxers that says quote balls. (laughs) Badass. You know, you should put that in your product line. You know, I am actually quote balls enclosed, you know. So uh, (laughs) But, or undercover quote balls, be careful, something <laughs> like that. But uh, but it is interesting because it does seem, you know, Brene Brown has done so much beautiful work around oh, wow. vulnerability and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, I, you know, God love him. I have two 20-somethings in my world. And mm. there are times I'm like, you guys just don't want to be emotional, do you? Mm. You just don't want to go there. That's right. It's too much work. And what a scary thought if the next generations are like, no, we are robotic and we don't want to. We want fun. We want to be, it would be, it, what a scary space if that's. Well, uh, we're headed a, to something. We are, we are headed definitely to headed to something. And I don't yeah. know what it is because I, I can't have conversation. I get shut down constantly because I'm old or I just don't know anything. I mean, they actually told me, they go like this, sit down, old man. <laughs> Holy shit. You did not just tell me to sit down. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I don't know how to deal with this other than the fact that I just move over and I go to the spaces where people will hear me. But I'll, I'm honest, it hurts my feelings sometimes. It really does. It's been quite a few years ago. So Buck's in the LA area. I used to live in the mm-hmm. LA areas too. It's probably been maybe 10 years ago. My husband and I were involved with a group in LA called, I believe it was called 100 Gay Men. Mm-hmm. A really cool group. They, they would show up at Pride and stuff and we did community stuff. But one of the core foundations of that group was the elders, 
I'm trying to think what the next level was. We had the youth, the elders, and and those of us in the middle. I can't remember what they call this, but it was like everything we did, and the youth wasn't like 14, 15 year olds. It was like uh-huh, 20 right. plus. Yeah. But everything we did operated around those core groups so that the elders were very respected. Those of us in the middle were, you know, we, everybody respected, but even the elders, the foundations of it were that they looked to the youth to learn from the youth. And I think that's what we've lost. That's totally what we lost. And I have a ton of kids I mentor, but they mentor me too. So that's why I'm trampa. So I found the kids who care about me and I found the kids who respect my voice. And so I say to them, I need you just like you need me. Together, we learn how to create a better world. I'm not going to create a better world. I have older ways of being. I want to learn the newer ways of being so that I can also incorporate that into my life. But you you also need to incorporate the older ways of being and understand what those are as well. So we're not doing that we're just so like uh, everything is so you know really well, rubbing it's interesting that over the years of the those who led us for the last four years who will not be named on this podcast mm-hmm. um polarized us as a world mm-hmm. in so many mm-hmm. ways but yet and again somebody's gonna probably like send me a scathing email about <laughs> what i'm about to say we've been polarized in our own community oh god yeah many 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 years oh yeah that's i real. mean it's real no, yep. no Asians, no blacks, no this, That's right. no that. That's right. You know, it's da, 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 da. It, it, yeah. yeah. If someone then, sends yeah. you, a, if someone sends you an email for that, then they're full of shit, dude. Yeah. Because everyone knows that it's like that in our community. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's something that I think that we as older people in the community, not not that either one of us are on our deathbed, but mm-hmm. you know, any I consider anybody who, and this is me, like. Okay, trying to paint the like perfect picture of what I'd love to see. I would love to see more of us in the 40 plus range in our community start to really own that we can be a voice and we can teach above us and we can teach below us and we can learn from above us and below us to become kind of the interesting Gen Xers, so to speak. You got the boomers, the Gen Xers, and the millennials. Well, let's take our generation and go, how can we learn from those that went before us? How can we open our eyes to those that are coming from behind us? Which I usually try to keep my eyes open. Somebody's coming behind (laughs) me. But, you know, I I just want to make sure that we start to look at things in these viewpoints, because if not, we're we're as guilty of polarizing Has anybody polarized over everything else that's happened over the last four years in our world? And suddenly we become the pot calling the kettles black. No, that's right. And I don't want to be that. Right. So I don't want to be like, well, fuck you. You're old and you don't know anything. I mean, you're young and you don't know anything about. No, I don't want to go there at all. And I don't Mm -hmm. go there. And I know I can learn from the from the younger generation. It's going to the younger generation is going to make change, too, just like we did, just like the people before us did. So we know that as elders in this community. But what we what doesn't need to happen is we don't need to be taken out of the of the conversation because we've already made a lot of change and we know a lot more than what you know, because we've already been here. But what we don't know is what is what you know now, because that's not where we live. And I think most older people are willing to listen and willing to uh, kind of find that. But 
this is the most important thing that I have learned within this sort of newer, older generation and fight for the trans space is that there's no nuance and there's no open space for us to have different opinions. And there's no open space for me to say, well, I'm a transsexual guy. I'm not a transgender. And you're trans. There's no space for that. People get really mad if you if you sort of identify with something a little bit different, right? They don't, they get, they sort of feel like on some level you're, you're um, making a hierarchy or you're saying I'm better than you. When I never would say that, I'm just saying I'm different. I had a sex change, dude. Right. I literally, I had an actual sex change from a woman to a man. I live as a man. I don't live as a trans person. So, you know, these things are important. The newer generation is an identity. Trans is an identity. It's part of their space. It never was that for me. I think culture, pop culture for sure, mm -hmm. is trying to help show some of this. And mm -hmm. totally the the TV series Pose to me, when you were talking, right. that kind of came into my mind of yeah. they did a really good job of like putting different generational storylines that's right in the trans world and and some not so trans world you know there was mm -hmm. some of the guys in there that were gay guys and some guys that's that right. were like totally into like hey i've got a relationship with a trans female all that sort mm -hmm. of stuff and i felt like they did a nice job of like okay we're doing the generational thing so that we can show the truth of kind of what's going on here that's right that's and right. i know it's that it's a beautiful I, space Sorry. it is a beautiful yeah. space if yeah. you allow yourself to let that's you be right. in that beautiful space that's right so one of the questions i had for you buck is you've done you've done a lot you've changed a lot you've been through i don't want to say like you've been through a lot which i know you have <laughs> yeah, but okay. you, you've taken a journey here i have so as you've aged into tranpa mm -hmm. What's the thing, what's one of the things you most appreciate about aging in to who you are? Knowledge. Uh, I think now I feel more confident in my knowledge. I feel, you know, I, I grew up uh, not graduating high school and being really horrible with uh, education and being called a dummy my whole life and basically never going to make it, right? So I think for me, really, really feeling confident in my knowledge and my desire to learn, which never was that before. And I'm not sure if that is an age thing, but I kind of think it is. It's just this desire to, for knowledge. I have so much desire to learn that I never had that when I was younger. And as I get older, I can't stop like wanting to know everything I can get my brain wrapped around. So yeah, that's been a big, huge thing for me and not being scared to go back to school. You know, that was a big thing for me too, like just yeah. to go learn and be in a classroom. And cause I have that total, you know, PTSD from all of right. that, but really putting myself now, I'm so confident and I've become more confident as I age and as I just became myself. So I think with age on some level, I think that your confidence level can mm -hmm. come up with that. I agree. And I think the learning piece mm -hmm. and the knowledge piece are huge. I've noticed in myself I'm much, and I don't know, maybe it's, there's lots of things I'm doing, but I've noticed I can actually stop myself and go, okay, instead of getting pissed off, which I still do, <laughs> Me but, too. <laughs> but it like in a moment go, okay, I can be pissed off and I can start ranting and raving. And usually that's when my husband like walks out of the room, like, okay, bitch, you're on your own here. <laughs> um, but I, or I can go, okay, so what do I want to learn right now? How do I want to be here? Yeah. What is it that I want to change about myself or my reaction to this moment 
that enables me to then grow. I'm actually working with this really amazing man right now as a coach and mid forties, um, highly successful. He wants to do something of more purpose in his life. And we've been working maybe two months together, but it's been such an interesting thing to watch him lean into his knowledge, step into learning and not being afraid to say, I have a long ways yet to go. Yeah. Because true. he has the confidence and he, and confidence has been a huge thing for him. He, yeah. he didn't have, it's so interesting to watch people who like, they have no confidence and then suddenly they start showing up with it and they start showing up with it and they start showing up with it. And it's so beautiful. And I think that's one of the biggest things in our community. If I could wave my magic gay fairy wand, because I do have one, people. I have lots of them. They're in all colors of the rainbow, lots of different right colors. On. You know, not just the one between my legs, but I've got some <laughs> other one. If I could wave the magic wand, I would love to bless our community truly with the confidence to let everybody be themselves. Right on. Simply because if we could allow that in our own community, that's right. I think we could heal our community so much faster. Oh my God, we that's say really the it, basis. That's right. We say but it. we say it, but then immediately, ugh, you don't have six pack abs or that isn't that's a right. bubble butt or that's your right. tits aren't big enough or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, boom, we just took away everything that somebody is just because of who they are. You, know, you hit it right. But but why? Why is it so ingrained in our community that we have to be a certain way? I don't understand this. I don't either. We come from such a bad space. We come from such disaster, death. You know, people hate us. We come from such a bad space that I don't. We've created such a space. We've created the LGBTQ community, yes. which is supposed to be a safe haven for anybody who feels LGBTQ. It is not. I feel safer outside of the community, just so you know. Mm -hmm. I feel I have more friends outside of LGBTQ who respect me, see me. Yep. I, every, everybody I speak to around the world is not LGBTQ. And I feel much more welcomed there. So yep. that scares me. And that's upsetting to me because it's like I can't go home to my family because my family doesn't like me. Right. What? <laughs> right. How, yeah, they like they like they liked you when you could turn them on. That's right, and show off your ass and watch That's you right. get fucked and all that sort of stuff. That's oh, but right. now he's too old; he doesn't fit that. Or now level. I have too many opinions. That's you know, when oh, I was yeah. a porn star, everybody loved me, but now I like I have. To, you should stay a porn star and shut up. I'm like, you know what, man? <laughs> wow, you just yeah. said that to me. Are <laughs> you? I could actually have the same opinions when I was a porn star. I just right. didn't do that, right. and so I don't understand this idea that we can't have own opinions. We can't, you know, look, I'm not a Trumper and that's far from where I'm at. We have LGBTQ Trumpers. So what? So what? Stop shaming people for their choices. Look, I don't agree with them, but that doesn't make them not part of our community. Now, I don't understand why they would vote for Trump, but, I don't, but it doesn't mean we need to kill people and be like so shitty and ostracizing. We need to understand we're not monolithic. No, our community is not. We have, we have people who are probably racist. We have people who are probably sexist. We have people who yeah. are Trump. I mean, I can go on and on. And right. it's like, we're pretending like we're this thing when we're not. And we need to be honest about ourselves and who we are who yeah Ooh, that's like the moment right there be honest yeah. about ourselves and who we are 
That's right. Because that's what this. I mean, honestly, that's the thing that I feel. I talk about the most. Mm -hmm. I try to embrace it. I try to live it. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not honest about who I am, so Martha, Martha Beck, and I've said this numerous times on these podcasts, but she always shows up because Oprah delivered her to me. And I, I will always remember this moment that I was watching her on Oprah one day, many moons wow. ago. Yes. I'm that old that I actually <laughs> watched Oprah on the Oprah show. So yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. but Martha Beck was one of the first life coaches that Oprah like really oh, embraced. Okay. And Martha's sitting there talking about relationships and, and, Oprah said something along the lines of pretending. Of course, this was right in the heart of me trying to figure out who the fuck I was, right? Right. <clears throat> and, you know, married and all this sort of stuff. And Martha mm -hmm. said, well, interesting thing about pretending, especially in relationships, mm -hmm. is if you're pretending to be someone that you're not and your partner is pretending to be someone they're not, you're having a pretend relationship. <laughs> And I, I mean, that was, that was a long time ago that, and that has stuck with me and stuck with right. me and stuck with me because it dials right into the honesty. If you can't be honest about who right. you are, then you're not being honest in your world. That's right. And I would much rather sit here with Buck and listen to him say, yes, this is my opinion. This is my opinion. This is my opinion, which I don't agree with any of the shit he said. I'm just like, Hey, I need to guess. <laughs> right no, I'm kidding. But, but it's, I'd rather listen to somebody be honestly who they are. That's Even right. if I disagree with something, that's right. for the most part, Trumpsters are like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can, I'll try. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I would much rather somebody be who they are so I can see it's who true. they are. That's right. Than to say something else. And then the next thing I hear is, oh, that's not who they were. Yep. That's right, my friend. I think it's Maya Angelou who said, when someone shows, they who, shows you who they are, believe them. Oh God, it's she, she, powerful woman. Yes. Powerful stuff comes out of that woman's mouth. Yes, so and profound. it's just one of the yeah. things that I will always remember about her that I felt like, yeah. and I don't know, I never really knew how she felt about, I think she's pretty cool about the LGBTQ community because she's such I an open, so. beautiful soul. Yeah, right. Or, you know, now she's no longer with us, but yeah. I always felt like that statement was one of the things that I wished our community would embrace. Mm -hmm. yes. Because we so often don't show each other who we are. Yeah. And then we turn like bitches on project, not, not project. Well, yeah. Project runway. They turn and yeah, right sashay on. away as much as they do on RuPaul. That's right. But it's, it's so impactful. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know that we understand the damage we do. No. By saying, go sit down, old man. Oh my God. It's so, I mean, you know, I can take that and it's okay with me. It's not, it's not that I feel it's directed toward me. It's that they actually said it. I'm like, what? Do you even understand what you're saying? That's when I see, I don't, I don't see it as me. I see it as a whole thing. Like they don't know where they came from. They have so much entitlement and privilege to transition today. You know, hormones you can get from Planned Parenthood. You can get from any place, you know, any doctor, you don't even need a doctor's note these days. It's like the privilege to have top surgery, the privilege to have all these things that they don't know all those people fought to get to this space today. And they call people old man sit down that that's what i mean by it i'm like wow like you you know 20 just 26 years ago when i transitioned you couldn't get this that's not that long ago 26 years ago and so i'm thinking wow they just don't have a clue about what it even means to have elders i'm one of the old i'm one of the oldest 
out there trans men in the whole community who is, yep. I mean, that says something, does it yep. not? <laughs> well, yeah, it says you're an old bitch, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> right on. It says I won't give up and I'm hanging right. on. <laughs> hanging on to the <laughs> It's like, I ain't going nowhere, kids. I'll get he, used to it. He, he can't get up in the sling, but he's hanging on to the bottom <laughs> strap. So. That's right. And I'm a porn star. You watch. <laughs> oh, well, do you think, do you think we've done our due here, man? I think we kind of yeah, like, yeah. Totally. I think we like got the world back on track and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's going to be afraid if they run into us at a pride event. <laughs> right on. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to get a trampa hat now too. Even though now you a are. Trampa, I'll send but, you uh, one. I mean, of course, somebody will probably put an M on mine, like trampa <laughs> instead of trampa. So excellent. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for being here. Well, wait, we've got to talk about other stuff you're doing advocacy. You've got some well, sex toy yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. You I got... have new sex toys. I, well, I, I actually call them sexual wellness and I do that for reason marketing because sex toy immediately gets you off of Amazon, off of anything. So like my arts, and they are more sexual wellness. They really teach trans men to sort of embrace their bodies, which they have a very hard thing doing. So I created project, you know, products that help them embrace their bodies that, you know, some guys like myself, do not have a penis. So it's kind of <gasps> difficult to navigate the world. You're a guy <laughs> without a penis. Oh. I'm a guy without a penis. Okay. Now we, that's a whole nother show that we have. A whole other show. <laughs> right oh on my. i'm gonna have nightmares all night now <laughs> oh they used to write me letters dude oh, i'm sure the they guys I'm they used sure to write me mean ass stuff like we're gonna kill you and i'm thinking it's just a vagina what are you freaking out on right it doesn't have teeth you know <laughs> well some do i mean they can clamp some down do. really i mean i can do that for a little extra money yeah, exactly exactly so well that's very cool man so right love on. having you. you on the show Thank love you. just these conversations we we have not done this in like two years and it's so fun to like we just go and i love the authenticity and the honesty and you continuing to be you thank you friend so thank you friend i appreciate don't stop please don't stop doing what you're doing (laughs) thank you and um thanks again buddy for being here thank you thank you Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.